0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of uh, Quarantine Diary. This is Kevin. Today I want to continue our discussion, probably the last episode on uh, originals, um, Adam Grant's book. Um, yesterday we talked about kind of the misconception between weighting risk in entrepreneurs and also what kind of a practices is that you know, the original usually do, like what kind of a thought process they usually do, right? I highlighted one called Questioning Default. And today, I just want to kind of keep going down the line and then share what is the next important habits or practices I, I want to highlight in terms of the key, what like, what are some of the keys to be considered a original, right? So, I want to share today, uh, talk about idea selection, right? Because originals, they usually aren't reliable judges of quality of their ideas, right? And that can come with judging other people's ideas, and that can come with judging their own ideas, right? For example, if you talk about Tim Ferriss or other, um, you know, quote-unquote VC guys or Cameron Rose, if you listen to their podcast, they all have this one or two deals that could be like, you know, uh, boom or Dynamite, and then they miss out on it. And then um, I think Gary V talks about he missed out on a on Uber in the first C round like three times, right? So the idea that originals that are not reliable judges of other people's idea and their own idea really, really makes sense, right? So an example of that is, you know, Beethoven, right? Like, you know, some of the Beethoven's uh most famous uh symphonies like uh, number one number five right they all go by odd numbers those are not his favorite one um those are not his quote unquote like you know um his own personal favorites, those are just things that he created in in between right and I think there are some underlying scheme in the book that uh, Adam Grant says that at some point, like you know, like the, you know, uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony is being considered as like the, you know, like the crown jewel of symphony, you know, composing. And then at one point, Beethoven was actually trying to change the ending to his Fifth Symphony, right? Because he's not happy with the whole thing. And you know, if most originals are like that, then how does the originals do it? right? Like how, how do they have the idea or how do they come up with good idea that they may or may not know that it's good, right? Like how, how does that process work? And Adam Grant summarizes as they do it by coming up with a large numbers of idea, right? This is part I want to spend the most time on today is that if you look across, right, the originals, right, like the giant of the the industry, right? Like one of the most, you know, famous artists or writers or poets, they all have a huge library of work, right? For, For example, Shakespeare. Shakespeare, over two decades that Shakespeare has been writing, right? Like turning out high volume sonatas and stories. Within those two decades, he wrote 78 plays and 154 sonet which is like some kind of a poem. I took Shakespeare in high school and it wasn't a very fun experience for me. Um, <laughs> and um, in the same five-year window, like, you know, if we take a look at the most productive Shakespeare f- years, right, five years, he wrote Macbeth, he wrote King Lear, he wrote Otelio. Those three are, are his well, probably one of his most well-known plays. And he also wrote his worst play in between those three, in the five-year window, right? So that tells you something that a person just cannot like pump out, you know, like gem after gem after gem. Like Shakespeare, within a five-year period, wrote three of his best plays and also wrote three of his worst plays, right? Now, second example, Einstein, right? The most well-known theory that Einstein produced that impact everything that we know about science about physics is, you know, uh, what's called a special re- a relativity uh, theory, right? And Einstein, to be honest, he doesn't really have that much else well-known in the contribution world. He publishes two hundred and forty-eight papers over his entire uh, career, academic career. And he only have one, maybe two, you know, because uh, people think about Einstein. They think about E equals MC square, right? That's it. So, a lot of his ideas are, you know, like bombs as well. Now, example number three. This is one that I think are most telling is that Picasso, over his lifetime, he drew eighteen hundred paintings. He had twelve hundred uh, scriptures, not sculptures, uh, sculptures, and he had. 2,800 ceramics and he have 12,000 drawings and many more that he tossed or he destroyed along those lines. So what do I want to share about those two examples is that every single quote-unquote giant in the history or giant in other industry, they all are pumping out huge amount of work. And they... They really don't know at the time which one will, which one will be the best hit, right? They really don't know. Like Shakespeare is a great example. Like he wrote his three best plays within a five-year period, and he also wrote his three worst worst plays in the you know career, right? So if you truly want to be an original, you gotta do a large amount of work, and that is my my biggest takeaway from the entire book is that. There is this idea, right, where we call this a myth within the, you know, uh, work culture, right, or anything else. People say, yeah, I want to do better work, but I want to do less work, right, in a sense that they prefer quality versus quantity. Now, in the realm, at least in the creative world, in the business world, in the content creation world, it's... It's really not the case, right? We can as a study from previous example that I've, you know, uh, shared with you guys be, be, uh, be before. And then the way that we can really improve the ability to judge our ideas is to really pump up a lot of it and also gather feedback on the episode, on the drawing, on the painting, on the, on the sculpture, and see which one is being loved by the audience. So kind of have like, a, have like a reverse design psychology into your creation. You can say, okay, this one got a lot of feedback, good feedback, and I'm going to produce more art, more content like that, right? So by the end of the day, guys, um, this will probably cap my decision uh, on, uh, not decision, discussion on the originals, is it really changed my perspective in terms of you know, waiting risk and then, you know, and really keep myself in check, you know, in my pursuit of, you know, like making podcasts and sharing my sharing my thoughts, right, in my intellectual pursuit. Definitely uh, validated some of my instincts, validated some of my practices. So I'm happy about that. Um, anyway, uh, if you like this podcast, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen. And then we go from there. All right, guys, uh, stay safe. Have a nice day.